Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, visual listeners? Nintendo gave us an extended look at Splatoon 3. Was Stray worth our time? And are we ready for the next battle? This is the Replayer Podcast. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host of the Replayer Podcast, Dan Morris. Joining me today is Maria. Hey. And eventually Erica. She's running a little late. How are you guys doing today? We're good. Howdy. So Howdy good. Duty. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> Maria had so many hellos. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> I said howdy. I got enough sleep. I got more sleep than I normally do on a on a Wednesday night into Thursday, and I'm ready to rock. I did not. I'm very tired oh, no. today. I have a new schedule that I'm on, so I got to get used to that because our kiddo started elementary school today, and I got to get up two hours earlier than I'm used to. But anyways, welcome, welcome to the show of Real Opinions on Video Games and Video Game Culture a show that was once about retro replay, but now it's about just video games and the people we love talking about video games with. Hey. Yay. What's up? <laughs> so today we are uh, looking at a couple of things and we're going to get started with a little Nintendo franchise. You might not have heard of it. It's called Splatoon. They've got a new game coming out in just a few weeks, actually. Um. And I, we're going to have Patrick kind of take us a, a little deeper on the Nintendo Direct that we got yesterday. On Splatoon yesterday 3. was. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, Splatoon is a third-person shooter that's pretty dang family-friendly. It's very Nintendo. Um, instead of bullets, you have ink. Instead of blood, you have ink. Instead of ink, you have ink. Um, no, you have... It's a very... It's <laughs> ink-based. So you're... you're um, your your squidlings, inklings, and uh, squid-like creatures, and and mm. it's the main mode is four v four turf war. It's called, um, and the point is you're trying to splatter as much paint on the map as you can, while also getting eliminations and doing damage to opponents just to make them respawn and and have to come back and 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 do that process. But you know, if if you've heard of Splatoon before, you're not going to get much different in Splatoon three. Um, uh, judging by this Nintendo Direct, I um, I was not underwhelmed i was just like that's that's more splatoon i played a good amount of splatoon 2 when it first came out on the switch that was one of the big games that uh hit that console i think early on and so i've i had it digitally and i i don't think i've touched it since it came out you know i think um, i did something similar like i played a lot when i first got the switch and then i fell off of it and i haven't really played it much since like i almost went back to it last year because Brandy and I were going to try and play it, and we didn't. <laughs> seems fun. I've never played it, but it seems like a sort of game that's just a silly, fun shoot, shoot, you know, shoot things with ink. Yeah. I think if the video game, like, rental was still a thing, you know, if you could go to, to Blockbuster and pick up this game and try it for a week, I think this would be a great game for that. Um, 
but uh, like as a series, you know, it's got a it's got a uh, a story mode that's pretty bare bones. It's mainly just teaching you the mechanics of the multiplayer game, how to take over turf, and you know, use different kind of weapons and and movement and all that stuff. And uh, I mean, there is an actual story, but it's just like there's like a rival race of other fish based people that are causing trouble and you got to try to fight them back so um it's got it's got pve it's got pvp it's got you know um like a horde mode as well called salmon run which was a lot of fun in splatoon 2 and we saw and that in the video so yeah that's, that's coming back with more more bosses more levels and uh it's you know i just think it's the kind of thing where if you weren't sold on splatoon as a series before i don't think that this new game is going to do anything to grab your attention and bring you in but if you enjoyed splatoon 2 there's it's more splatoon content you know 12 maps at launch um all the basic weapons from the previous game are going to be available at the start and they're in- introducing new weapons um you know a new bow uh a new uh the splatana which is like a oh my god like, i love the splatana yeah, yeah. Like, it's so good <laughs> like a like a like a windshield wiper uh that does like melee damage but also you can like fling it and and do a little bit of like mid-range um inquiry um there are special weapons that that you can uh equip to your character before you start a match and uh, essentially it works like a like an ultimate in like overwatch or something where a meter is being charged up and then you get this ability that's going to do a lot of ink all over the map depending on you know how well you've done um and uh as you should welcome in that's the wonderful voice of our dear friend Erica. This is the voice of an Erica. Erica. Yeah. Gotta bring her into the the stream here, actually. So keep going, Patrick. I'll let everyone know when Erica is ready to go. Sure. So I can't hear you right now, Erica. Some of these things here that they've added, uh, which is like not really that big of a whoa if you play on any other system. But some things that stood out to me is that they're adding the ability to actually drop in on a friend's match if they're already in, in, in playing one before you'd have to wait in your lobby and, and try to work out, you know, hey, we don't queue up for the next one so we can join together. And of course, you had to use either like the mobile app through Nintendo and it was all terrible. So um, they're adding the ability to just hop in and, and view somebody else's match, which I do appreciate. Um, and uh, you can send party invites in game. And again, like, remember, this is a Nintendo game. So like these features are like, woo, but I do know feel like they did add a lot of good quality of life improvements that from what that direct was telling us, like you were just saying about the like, you know, to like see what your friends are doing, be able to like invite them in game. Because since we watched the direct, I actually went back and I've been playing Splatoon 2 for the last couple of days. And I'm like, man, this like it feels kind of archaic. And like looking at those features that they mentioned, I'm like, yeah, it's about time. Like we need those features. Um, but yeah, I've always I like Splatoon. It's fun. And like I'm. I had the discussion with uh, Maria, like there's all these cool modes that oh, I feel like I'm missing out because I didn't play it with friends. I never really played Splatoon with other yeah. people. And I feel like that's I think where, that was my problem as well. That's what I need to do is play Splatoon with friends. Even today I was playing a little bit for poops and giggles and I consistently was finding myself the number one player on the losing team because <laughs> my teammates were probably all children that were terrible. And the other team was probably adults that were actually teammates killing us. Yeah. They were teens. They, they got better. They grew up playing that game. Um, you how know, long has Splatoon been around? A couple of years, right? Wii U game. Oh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Splatoon 1 came out on the Wii U. 
So at least since then, I think it was like mid we 2015. I just looked it up. May 28th, 2015 was release of the first one. Nice. Is my mind working? It's been around. Yeah. I hear you. No. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Um, I was surprised to see some things that I just don't care about. Like you can customize a locker because yeah. customization, um, you know, which is, are, is seen by your friends and players you recently played with. I don't think there's much of a point to it besides just a creative space for you to spend some coins to get like, oh, I want the, the skateboard, mm. you know, item that I can put in my locker. Um, also, there are three amiibos coming. I I didn't. I kind of forgot that amiibos were a thing. Like, I still get amiibos. I still buy. Them. Oh, I, like, okay. I just like oh, well, okay. toys. <laughs> They're not for me then. You know. So toys. more of those are coming. Um, they did look cool. I just they just won't be on my shopping list. But the most um, recent ones I bought were the Monster Hunter Rise ones, which look really cool. I got the Metroid Dread ones too, but they're really detailed. <laughs> What I love that's that's continuing over with the Splatoon games is what they call Splatfest, which is a it was in Splatoon 2, um, which is essentially a pick a side competition. And so it was always something like I recall it was like choose a favorite condiment on a sandwich. It was like ketchup or mustard. And you had to choose that you were team ketchup or team mustard, and then you would compete under these teams, and then whoever whichever side won. Um, you'd get some some rewards of some sort. And so Splat, uh, Splatfest is returning, but they are going to be turning it into a three-sided debate every time. Um, and so I think they use in, in, the, in the, uh, the direct rock, paper, or scissors as their example. Um, and uh, it's going to be, you know, a certain kind of a game mode that you go into. Um, it was usually like a once a month kind of thing that would, that would change over. Um, but it's it's kind of it's interesting to me that it seems like Nintendo is really focused on supporting this game because something else that they said is that uh, following launch a new game a, a new in-game catalog will be released every three months for two years. So every it's it's like they're doing season updates like in a Fortnite or something like that. Every three months you'll get a big new update which will include new weapons and I imagine cosmetics and stuff like that too. So the fact that they're already saying before this game has come out. Um, that they're going to be at least supporting it for two years. That's, you know, that's got some, some steam cool. behind it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It looks fun. I think I might actually pick this one up because uh, I haven't played any of the other ones, but I was watching the little um, direct the other day and I was like, with friends, this could be really good. When I bought my Switch, I didn't really have anyone to play with, so I kind of skipped on it. But no, it looks fun. I shoot people with ink. <laughs> I've always liked to talk about Splatoon as the, like, Call of Duty for kids. <laughs> You get to splurge on your friends. Yeah, yeah it's like a family-friendly PvP huh. murder fest, but you're not you're not killing the other teammates. You're yeah. them, you're splatting them. Uh, but I've always enjoyed the gameplay. I will say this though: I always turn motion controls off because fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no motion controls. No, thank you. It just doesn't feel precise enough when you're trying to play a game like this. And I'm actually I was really pumped by the new Salmon Run content because I didn't play a lot of Salmon's Run on the on two. But I did enjoy that mode. And then when I was watching the direct and they were showing like the new big bosses and stuff, I'm like, oh my God, this looks like so much fun to play with some friends. And that's what I really hope for too is like, I want to get into this game with some friends because I think that'd be the most fun. Oh, and like the support too. It seems like they're going to support this better than a typical like Mario sports games because those games are really shallow. Yeah, yeah. So they said they're going to be doing... Um 
new maps that will be free, but then they also plan to do a large paid DLC as well, which I imagine mm -hmm. will add some exclusive stuff there. So I, the hearing that they're at least going to be adding maps free uh, is, is got me excited that it's not going to gatekeep people from playing. You know, there's a certain point in some older games where like, if you didn't have the map pack, you know, you're not going to be in the same lobby and, you know, really splits God. the fan base there. So that's, that's nice to hear. <laughs> I'm watching the video. Sorry. <laughs> It does kind of seem it's, that they, like, I haven't played the other games, but it seems like the, the levels are a lot more complex than Splatoon levels that I've seen before. Um, it seems like they're, they're more kind of like, there's a lot more going on um, from other, am I talking shit or is that a thing? I mean, I, I would disagree. <laughs> I think that Splatoon 2, at least, their levels and like the, um, the, the, the uh, diversity and like the heights of the levels, there was a lot of climbing mm. up walls and stuff like that. That's not uncommon for, for that game. Um, but there is certainly a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. It looks fun. Looks insane. I want to splurge my friends. Yeah. Well, that game's coming out on September 8th, I believe, or wrote down 9th, September 8th, 8th or 9th? 9th. I think 9th. 9th. Yes. Uh, with, uh, the Splatoon 3 Invitational happening here in Seattle on what? September 5th. So that that's going to be at PAX cool. West. Um, I will not go? be attending. Aww. No, Aww. Aww. Well, well, no. You gotta get that inside report. I didn't get my invite. Just what are we paying you invited? for? Can you not just go? Splat I mean, I'm I'm a pro Splatoon player. They didn't acknowledge me. Rude. Come on, Honestly. Nintendo. You're in my backyard. On, even right. Man on the ground. Seattle, doesn't it? Love me, Nintendo. Hmm. Love me. Well, I mean, yeah. I could I could talk more about it, but I think that's all I got on the main points for the, the Splatoon Three Direct. Yeah. Good ones too, and like uh, I mean, I had similar notes. Uh, I definitely like made a mention of Splatanas, like that that struck a chord with me. I'm like, oh, I want to murder people with the Splatana for sure, especially because like one of my favorite weapons in the other games is the roller, and the Splatana <laughs> seems kind of similar to that, but with a little bit more kind of aggressive attack patterns to it. Um, yeah, so. Who's gonna play with me? I actually, I'll play with you, Dan. That's what she said. <laughs> well, now that Erica's here, we could also get into our next topic because Erica, have you Ew. finished Stray? I did. I finished Stray. You did it. Yeah, I did, did it. it. About time. Was it terribly, brutally difficult for you? It was not a cozy game. <laughs> well, it turned a bit there. more horror there for a bit. Um, and I have a love-hate relationship with the ending. Okay, mm. so here's the big question. What did you think of Stray as a video game? As That's a an video interesting game. question. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I've, I've, I love being able to play as a cat. Like right. being able to do the controls and explore and do things that like cats would do was mm -hmm. absolutely fascinating. It was it it was a very linear story, which is exactly how I like my video games. Yeah, that's fair. That being the cat is absolutely the selling point of that game. Um oh, yeah. minus, minus the cat though, what would you say like what would you say this game is like is it a is it a seven, is it an eight, is it a ten? Regardless huh? of the cat aspect. <laughs> Regardless of the cat aspect, I would probably give it an eight out of ten. There were some really cool like twists and learning of different characters and working together with a whole bunch of different robots. That was just fantastic. 
lots of really fun little relationships. Yeah, I can agree with that. I did like the characters. I thought it was pretty cute. I mean, obviously, yeah. being a cat is kind of like awesome. As a game, um, I found it a yeah, little... I'm curious rest- about this. I found it a little restrictive. Interesting. Because like, you cannot die. It, it, unless it's an em- enemy. A lot. Yeah, I enemy. Just, yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to fight you on this. But... Funny, but bitch. Kill yourself on purpose. <laughs> so, what so, no, the point is, is like, unless it's an enemy, you cannot die. You cannot fall off a ledge. You cannot make you a mistake. Right. You can't walk into the fan. I tried. You can, it, it, there's no risk to this game. So it basically, I, there's no reward. What's like, I you're climbing these high Erica buildings. I walking into the fan. And I was really disappointed to learn you can't. Oh, <laughs> I tr- I'm not going to do that. And I did not want to test that boundary to you know if that was legit or not. And that's kind of like, because there's a lot of traversing in that game. And so when you finally get to the place you need to be, you're like, oh, well, I'm there. Because you didn't have to try. Um, and the only downside with I... that game is that there's no there's no reward because it took away the element of danger. So it's just, the game just kind of, it didn't give you an option yeah. to make a mistake. And it didn't give you an option to do anything but succeed until you got sense. to the enemies. Yeah. And I think it's because it's more like a low level video game. It's on extra easy mode. Yes, it is. If they had a hard mode, they would absolutely put all that kind of stuff in there, but it was definitely an easy mode game. I mean, I absolutely did not want the cat to die. I mean, I'm a cat lover. I don't want to see... No, I was going to test the boundaries so I would cry again. But I'm kind of um, I'm kind of glad that the the enemy part did come into the game because yeah. it did give you that sense of okay things are stepping up a little bit now because I after a yeah. while you kind of get bored of like oh I'm gonna lay on the pillow and then I'm gonna lick my own butthole and then I'm gonna do and you're just like oh my god I'm come on I'm disappointed there wasn't a lick my own butthole button come on I was I was waiting I know, for right? that I was hoping it was gonna be um, I think no. it got really intense around the prison area. Mm. That got creepy, like slowly taking away their memories. Like that got real creepy real fast. And it I felt the concept got, was really good. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it got really intense right around then. But the ending. Do we wanna do we wanna talk about the ending? That's why I'm not saying anything oh, yet. I don't care at this point. Okay, uh, it's Patrick, wait. Okay. Hold on, Patrick. Have you played <laughs> I haven't played it, but Dan, it looks like a boring video game. Right, I love right. cats. I love cats, okay? Mike. But I don't want to play that game that badly. I'll cool. tell you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Spoiler, okay. spoiler territory. We spoiler are going alert. to say what the ending of this game Three, is. So if you two, don't want to hear. One. Suck it. Okay. Um, so okay. The, the ending. Let, let me yes. speak, Erica. I want this to be first. <laughs> so the ending of this game, I will just feel that I was a little disappointed that you didn't get reunited. I was does, so does mad. the cat care though? Yes. yes. How do you know? I also cared. I'm the cat, therefore I, I cared. And I was just the fact that you don't see your friends after so much trying and that that heartbreaking beginning yeah, of you like, sliding you down the little do thing and that? you're like mew, 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 and you don't even get to see him again. <laughs> it just bullshit. Bullshit. Only, <laughs> I wouldn't call this a redeeming part, but the part that was kind of like, oh, was the slow blink at the end was really like perfect because not a lot of people understand that about cats. They still be it's kind of like a thank you, I love you, like a little kiss. It's a kitty and kiss, that was yeah. really, really sweet. A kitty kiss. That was yeah. really sweet. So I'm secretly hoping they opened it up to like a DLC to where you're actually out in the world and you can find your kitty friends because that pissed me off. 
Yeah, I was a little disappointed that I didn't get to see like, my friends again. I thought that was the whole thing was to reunite with your buddies. No, they it died. turned into like, oh, hey, here's this huge <laughs> other thing that you need to do as well. It just happens to be there. I want to be my friends. Yeah, I want to be my friends. I tried so hard. I fell down a well. I cried over this and I didn't even get to see my friends. This is bullshit. Yes. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. We're done. <laughs> okay, so non-spoilerly areas anymore. I do want to talk a little bit too because I did play through Stray and I've got goods and bads. I... I have mixed feelings. I will say this. When I did play the game and I got into it, I did find it compelling and it was like pushing me forward, especially some of the action scenes like mm-hmm. what we're seeing here where you're running away from the, the, the face huggers slash monsters from uh, Half-Life. Like that stuff was pretty cool, but there's too little of that for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, I did like the characters. I like the interactions. Uh, I thought there was a lot of cute moments. So something that really bugged me about this game though that I don't know about you guys did anyone else see the random times when the cat's tail would go up for no reason and then it would drop back down? And you're like, I always I mean, t- that's the it made thing me that feel like the cat do, was sensing but... a secret nearby or something. That's usually what cats do when they feel really confident is they have their tail super but it high happens up, so but... infrequently in the game and it would just happen huh. like at random for me where his tail would shoot up. I'm like, how come his tail's not up more often? Yeah, there's, a, there's not an abundance of cat butts in this game. Cats walk with their tails up. Why? So you're not. I think that's a good point. Because that was the first thing I noticed. Because I've, I have actually worked with cats like professionally, so I'm I know a lot about cats. Cats always walk with their tails up when they're kind of when their tail kind of points to where they're going. Yeah, they go. These cats kind of constantly have their tail down, which is a stress situation for cats. That's Mm -hmm. when they have their tail down. I'm like, where are the cat buttholes? Nobody wants to stare at a cat all day. Um. I also hated the musician and giving him the music. I skipped that completely. Because if you did give him the music, it, you had to wait for him to play through the whole fucking song. Yep. And some of those songs were just agonizing to listen mm-hmm. to. And I'm like, I just want to give you the music sheet so I can move on. Yeah. Let's go. This I was like, definitely... I a walked g- away every time I gave him This definitely a game music. that was like, for someone who just does want to... like a cozy game is that someone just wants to be a cat and go asleep and knock shit off of shelves and that kind of thing so it's just there was a half and half element to it there was a part where it was actually a video game and there was another part where it was cat simulator mm. you know so that's interesting get, yeah yeah i get both parts of it um but it, it, i liked it i played it in whole the complete setting i never took a break from it and that's rare for me because the can to have a game keep me so you know engaged the whole time that i want to finish it in one go then it's a, a sign of, of a good game. But yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I just wish there was a little bit more risk to it. I wish that some of the areas where you're in the towns and you're stealing stuff and have to get things, there was maybe a bit more of like Untitled Goose Game a little bit where you got chased <laughs> away or a puzzle so element get, or something. Someone gets a broom yeah. after you. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be like, oh, you're a rascal. But yeah, but apart from that, I mean, it was a cute game and it's a game that I will remember and go, oh, remember that game about a cat? That was cool. And it's one of the only games that you ever see from a cat's perspective. So, you know, I'm all for it. It's unique. It's something different. So you feel like this game could have gone up another notch for you personally? Maybe it's a silly question, but like if you could have customized your cat, I think the fact that you're just that cat could have been... I don't know if that would have made it easier to try to connect with that character, but if I was running around as 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 this little gal, you know, and in that situation, mm-hmm. I think I would have been a lot more attached to that idea 
you know, of course, there's a bunch of goofy mods. You could be Garfield. You could be CJ from Grand Theft Auto. I've seen a lot of goofy things come out of stray mods right now. Yeah. But if I could be Freya, that changes the whole thing for me. Like, that's that's me willing to put aside a game that I don't think looks that exciting and like and and to, and to give it a try. Um, so I'm just curious what yeah. you think if you would have been able to customize your. I feel cat. like that was the first thing we kind of said was like it would have been cool if you could have chosen your color of your cat. I mean, my cat's orange anyway, so I would have went there with that. But the fact you could have picked a black cat or another cat, another element that I would hope that they, if they did this game again or a thingy, make a multiplayer mode. Can you imagine two friends, you know, mm-hmm. being cats, oh gosh, strays in the city, so, so cute. cute. Yeah, and I think if you're... I was, oh sorry, go ahead. I just want to say, like, to Patrick's point here, something that bugs me, too, is there's no reason why the cat shouldn't be customizable. Yeah. There's no point in the game where it matters what you look like. So why not have a customizable cat that somebody can connect with, like you said, Patrick, yeah. to make you more engaged with the character? Yeah. I mean, as the, uh, the, they know. definitely could have had an option where mm-hmm. they would have had B12 go, oh, at this point you can change your cat's fur or some shit. I don't know, but yeah. Oh, B12. Or the little, or the little, put some clothes on him, like change some so, outfits. I do want to hit on something that I actually really enjoyed about this game. And this is something that I hope, I think some other people will appreciate too. There's a lot of good technical, like sci fi to this game, like the science fiction, that's the going cyberpunk here. stuff. So, specifically, the setting to me is my favorite thing. The setting and the story behind the setting is one of my favorite parts of this game. Um, it's how the game approaches the singularity and mind uploading. So this is more in that spoiler territory a little bit. You find out that the little robot was actually like one of the last humans who uploaded his consciousness into a computer. And the way the game breaks that down and like how it evolves the story around that element is great. And it's extremely well written. The package that it's in isn't as good, I think, but I really appreciate that yeah. part of it i really appreciate the sci-fi and that and the these notions of like this world that humans no longer exist in yeah, but yeah I, one thought, I agree i thought the story was great i thought the whole like going around and unlocking the memories with b12 and him referencing things from the human eras and stuff i thought that was really nice and it was nice being a cat and having that i can't read posters so he'd have to read them for you and stuff so there yeah. was an element of exploration i did really like the story i thought it was really cute um but I yeah, will probably never play the game again, though. <laughs> it's one of those games that's just like maybe play it once every few years, but it's like it's one of those games. That's like once I finish it, it's like I finished it. I'm good. I did it? Yeah. yeah. But it's 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 a a twenty twenty nine dollar game. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's not a full it. price game. It's a half price game. It's something cheap. It's something cute. It's memorable. Yeah. It's just. I mean, I could sit, you could bounce that off of like one of my personal favorite games of all time is Hellblade, and that game came out for thirty dollars when it came out. Yeah. And it was the same thing. It's like an eight hour game, give or take. You know, it's really that short. Uh, it depends on your ability to like solve some of the puzzles. Much like Stray, like the puzzles in yeah. Stray are way simple, like very easy for the most part. Hellblade's got some more difficult, challenging puzzles, and the combat is a little bit more challenging. There's a lot of combat in Hellblade, and it's extremely emotional. Like you might just, mm-hmm. you might have to like take a moment, like pause it, and like come back a few years later. Yeah. That game will take you me a few years therapy to play. And <laughs> I just started therapy, so maybe I'll start the game. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Emotional. But like I always look, use Hellblade as a staple of like the quality of that game is beyond AAA, but it came out at a thirty dollar price tag. Dang. Just in comparison. Huh. But well, anyways, I think it's about time we move on to 
whether or not we are ready for the next battle. Are we ready for are the next ready? battle? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are <laughs> That's kind of how I feel with it. I'm are like, ready? are you ready? No. no. <laughs> you well, have been training for the last seven years. Pumping up. Anyway, just, what we're talking about is <laughs> <laughs> so at the everyone's like, what the fuck are they going on about? Um, yeah, so Tekken 8 was apparently teased at the end of the EVO event. And EVO is the um is the evolution championship series where crazy people are crazy fuck good at games and are way better than I am and they play them professionally and it's insane. Anyway, there's a massive Tekken tournament that goes on every year and uh at the end of the evo uh tournament there was a small tiny trailer which was maybe 10 seconds long which showed um a scene from tekken one with uh kazuya and hiachi um kazuya was carrying his the body of his dead father to the volcano and dropping him over and it was from the playstation one classic and then it flips to the uh, modern version of kazuya with the words get ready for the next battle now, people are kind of losing their mind because it's like, it's Tekken 8, holy fuck! Um, <laughs> it hasn't actually been announced yet, but how, what could it be? Te uh, Tekken 7 came out in 2015, so it's time for Tekken 8 to actually come out. The interesting thing about this is that the way they went about it is that they used the footage from the first Tekken game, and it's like, why would you do that? And so a lot of people... Remaster? Yes, a lot of people are suspecting that this could be a remake of the original Tekken or throwing back to the Tekken series a little bit, which I am okay with because I've kind of fallen out of love with Tekken a little bit because it's kind of become a generic fighting game that really hasn't brought much excitement to the story over the years. Like it's, you know, it's yeah. kind of become a bit stale. Like games like Mortal, Com Mortal Kombat, you know, have got like death moves and they're bringing in the movie characters yeah. and all this that's stuff. That's why I never played it because that's what I thought this was. Yeah, no, Tekken's done fuck all for the past 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> from B Tekken. Um, so it would be really nice if they could actually bring back something. And the elements of the, the original Tekken games, you know, you had. Um, it was an original game and it going back to that nostalgia, I think it would bring some of it alive because you used to be able to go through the game you to uh, with certain characters. You'd unlock lock endings, you'd unlock special characters. Um, there was modes, there was like Tekken Force mode where you'd run like side view, street view, whatever, have fights. There was a volleyball mode. No one ever fucking played it, but it was a thing. There was a lot <laughs> so of Tekken bowling back in the day. Tekken bowling, yeah. So it it would be nice if they did go back to that element. Um, my concern with them actually going back and showing this part of uh, Kazuya and Mishima is this um, Kazuya and Hiachi is that is the core story of Tekken. And I watched a video today, me and Dan watched the history of Tekken, and it goes through the entire fucking story of Tekken, and it is the same shit over and over again. The story is literally Hayashi <laughs> beats Kazuya, Kazuya beats Hayashi, Hayashi beats Kazuya, Kazuya beats Hayashi, then their grandson Jin comes in, beats them, then they beat him. It's, it's the same thing. And at the end of every game, <laughs> someone gets thrown into a volcano, and it's always like someone, and then someone boinks someone else and has a grandchild with those, and then they beat Hayashi, and Hayashi beats them, and it's just like, like, for fuck's sake, get some counseling. Um, they really thought they did something there. There's like five generations of people yeah. like just pulling each other back and forth. And that's, that's yeah, basically that's the whole game. And that's, that's one thing I'm worried about is that they're just going to do that again. Um, and I think they've, you know, they've teased that like, oh, they're going back to the original story. But does that mean they're going to do the whole fucking thing again? 
Yeah. So it's a, but one. So at one point, I'm kind of like, "This is exciting!" Oh my god, Tekken! Um, but at the same time, I'm just like, "Are we starting again? Do we need more of this fucking family feud? Can you get over it?" Um, so I'm kind of hoping that if they do bring another Tekken, they better bring some game or an actual something more than what they're doing right now. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. Like I do like Tekken, but holy fuck just fucking mix it up a little bit <laughs> they should Please. do stories for each of these characters if they haven't already they, I mean, that they would be do. the other characters have stories yeah, like, but they're not the main focus bring them back but no one gives a shit about them though because it's no. like they have that's the point they should make us give a shit about it yeah but that's i the, want the, the, a full-fledged story in the next Tekken game on bob Bob, yeah. Bob his own story. Or Rube, the kangaroo. Where the fuck it's did he come boy. from? Panda. <laughs> I like Bob. Bob is the shit. <laughs> this game has always had the coolest characters to me. Like, yeah. it's it's not one I played a lot. I played a lot in the arcade growing up. Um, I You know, maybe a friend owned one of these ones, but I don't think I've ever sat down and owned a, a, a Tekken game. Um, but, like, you know, there's just like a Cheetah Man. I remember, I remember Ed Goro. Um, the king law, um, Eddie Goro being a being a break dancer and uh, or like um, what's the Brazilian dance fighting Capoeira, uh, Capoeira, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know it just it feels like these days just being a good fighting game isn't enough to set you no. apart. Like I don't I don't know what Tekken needs to do to get me into that ecosystem. There's the but panda. just being good isn't enough. That's the problem. It's like it could be an amazing fighting game, but there's so many of them and it just ends up being a bat and mashing fighting game. It's like, what could they do to bring it in? That's the thing. Like, I need, I, Let it die. Yeah, let it die, please. Reboot. Re- reboot. <laughs> remake. No, but I wanted to say that like, of the Tekken franchises, um, I didn't play it a lot when it first came out. I, I had a friend who played most of the old Tekken games. I remember playing it and be like, oh, this is like my first 2D or 3D fighting games. Yeah. But I played a lot of Street Fighter. I'm like, this is no Street Fighter. Get out of here. Where's my super moves? Why can't I shoot fireballs at people? This is baloney. But it, the Uh-oh, series did yeah. grow on me over the years. And like, I think my favorite would be the uh, Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. Because hmm. that one also introduced all the customization options. And I used to play the crap out of the game just for the customization and the ranking. Because yeah. you would do the battles and every so often you get a ranking match and you would rank up and i'm like oh i gotta rank up all my guys i got all these you unlock all these crazy customizations and you i had um i used to use uh drugonov or drugonov and you could get customizations that made him look like m bison (laughs) and i would just make him look like m bison from street fighter and beat people up as m bison essentially uh and then i know they evolved that over the years since then but at the same time i just stopped caring yeah, in the last few iterations. That's the problem. Is I just stopped caring. Like I used to play Tekken all the time. I think Tekken was the first game I played on the PlayStation. I played Tekken One, and then you know Tekken Two and stuff. And so Tekken Three was actually the last Tekken game I actually played. And then I took a break because I became an adult. And mm. then um, I picked it up on <laughs> Tekken Six because I, my cousin is hardcore Tekken, so he's like, "Oh, you need to play it." So I got it for the PS3. But it's just I found that playing the game now they they instantly give you everything you don't have to earn anything like the old games used to be you went through you picked a character you went through the tournament with each character and then you got a really 
shit ending that was laughable and stupid, but you got a new character and he could have been something stupid. Like you got that one Madukan thing that was a piece of wood with legs or some shit <laughs> or a, a panda. Yeah. And it was just like, but it was worth Panda's doing because you could actually unlock something and you could earn something. But now I feel like with these new games where everything is instant gratification, you're not earning anything anymore. So it instantly gives you everything. And so you're just like, basically I, my Tekken style is just, Oh, I won. There you go. So <laughs> just, it's just boring, you know? But yeah, I hope that they do something different with this. I'm good. I'm happy to see it back, but I don't know if I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. kind of just keeping reservation. I mean, yeah. the one thing they did well was they, they've been keeping the game relevant with their expansions that they've been putting out where you get all these characters from different franchises. Like they brought uh, Negan from Walking Dead and uh, yeah. uh, what's his face from Final Fantasy 15. Like they've added a lot of cool characters. So you like you go back to it and be like, oh, I want to play as this character. Or I want to play as that character, which is always good. And they had a couple of cool mashups like what's super smash brothers did super smash brothers went crazy with the collaborations and the different characters you can play as can um, i just give a quick shout out while you're yeah. on that about yeah. the reveal trailer for um uh for kazuya where he's dropping people off into the volcano and then he drops kirby and then mm. waits and looks down yes. and then kirby like flies off in the background so cute so cute cute. yeah that's how they announced uh the was it kazuma or kazuya coming to kazuya kazuya coming to uh smash brothers they did that (laughs) dropping them off the cliff with it but it's like flurby or kirby can just fly away flurby 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 i'm still waiting for banjo kazuya that's the crossover (laughs) i need banjo kazuya (laughs) it just i i like banjo's um, backpack yeah (laughs) I thought the Street Fighter crossover was kind of interesting where they had the Capcom versus Tekken yeah, a little bit. That. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. They could absolutely do that. Like That's what they've got to do. They've got to inject something different into this because you cannot come in with a brand new fighting game or something. I mean, they better step up their boost, boob physics at least. I will second what you were saying about like kind of going back to the basics because nothing hooked me better in the old fighting games than having a reason to like play through the arcade over and over again and like dead or alive did it really well where like if you had a favorite character every time you beat the arcade mode you would unlock like a new costume or a new costume variant so like i would play through the arcade a dozen times with each character just to unlock all their costumes but then they ruined that with dls paid dlc because now you just have to buy all the costumes instead of it being like an unlock that you get for playing the game I think maybe that's the a downside with a lot of games these days is that it's instant gratification and you can just buy your way through. You didn't have to earn it like we did back in the day. Make it my day. Make it my day. <laughs> the old man yelling at clouds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to earn it. I want to feel like I'm like, that was a hard fight and I had to earn that character that I'm never going to play because he's a fucking panda, but I earned it. You know? <laughs> Panda, I never used that character, but it was fucking stupid. I mess around with it. even now, like when I do mess around with Tekken Seven, a lot of times I'll just do random just to play as a character I would never play as normally, just for poops and giggles. Yeah, so yeah like Bob. <laughs> I don't know why that threw me off when you said that instead of shits and giggles. That I like, like really threw me off. Poops. Like poops and giggles. But yeah, it could be fun. It <laughs> might not be. It probably is not going to be. I'm probably not going to play it, but. Fuck it. It's Maybe it doesn't even exist. It might, it, might not, not. it might not even be a thing. It says, get ready for the next battle. So this may be not even a thing. This is probably just like, oh, 
you know. Like, oh, we'll show them how, like, look at how well we've evolved. They um, just want to get their Twitter handles trending and that's all it is. <laughs> okay, so you would be more excited for a remake or a new one? New one? Is that what I'm getting? I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want, oh, I'm fucking old. I want to go back to the time when I was young, damn it. And I want to earn my place. And I want to get the dusty PlayStation. I had to pass it down because it didn't fucking work. I mean, you can play Tekken 2 on the PS5 with PlayStation Plus right now. I think that's what it was. I just want to capture my childhood. And that's what it is. I just want to be like back in the old days. You know, that's what I want to do. I want it. I want to. I want to. I want to have that feeling again. I'm not gonna have that feeling. It's just that anymore. mentality of new games suck, basically. Yeah, yeah, it is. Everything new is shit. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. Have you played Elden Ring? No, it's shit. No, but <laughs> it's shit. It's shit. new. It's new. Yeah, I don't like it. New equals shit. New equals shit. So yeah, there... this might not even be a thing. This might yeah, not even might be. Not be. Anyways, second eight. It might not be a thing. I might be talking out of my butt crack, but <laughs> I saw a thing, something and I got excited and I wanted to bring it to the show and I'm sorry. I would say I'd actually be really happy if it's, it could be Tekken 8, it could be a Tekken reboot. Like it's Tekken 8, but it's not called Tekken 8, like what Mortal Kombat did when they relaunched Mortal Kombat. So they were like, Mortal Kombat, but then the next one's nine. But we didn't <laughs> number eight, we just called it Mortal Kombat. Because they true, yeah. relaunched the franchise. I'd be happy with that as long as they actually do some of these things that we want more, like go back to the basics, go back to what made the old games great, but keep a lot of the new modernizations Maybe that we played as well. Could like do some sort of focus on more some of the other characters a little bit. Maybe like, like I just said. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, like Erica did say, you know, like rather than keep rehashing this fucking Kazuya Jin Mishima. Just give circle us jerk stories that's for happening. Us just like, can we please have someone else? <laughs> so maybe that's what they need to do. Like, because that's why I'm that is what I'm worried about, is that they're just gonna rehash the same shit over and over again. So maybe yep. if they did do like oh. more spin-offs, but they're not going to because Kazuya's the poster child and Jin's the fucking poster child, and they're gonna milk that shit forever. Fucking milk it, milk it, milk it, Namco. Um, I was just thinking about <laughs> milk it like Homelander. <laughs> I, I came to the <laughs> I came to this realization too. Street Fighter V killed fighting games for me mm. because I was really excited for Street Fighter V. It looked amazing. I was so excited for it. I pre-ordered. I got that day one, and it had no story. Yeah, at all. And it was like coming soon. And at the time of release, it had like a really loose, light kind of story mode for the a handful of characters for like five out of the 15 or 16 characters that were in the roster. And it's like, okay, I'm done with that. Now, when are the, when is the actual story coming? And they never released it. And then like, I think that burned me. So I'm at the point where I'm like, All right, I want, I want the, I want the individual story of the characters. If I pick a character that I'm going to fight with, I want to know why they're there. And I want to know what they're going to do when they win. And like, Mortal Kombat went off the fucking rails with that shit. I loved it. Especially oh, yeah. when they added in like the side characters. Like, have you beaten Mortal Kombat 11 with like, uh, the Joker and like mm-hmm. what he does when Eleven? he wins the Mortal Kombat tournament tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's something you want. I want to, I want to win the tournament and then see what the characters are doing. I, it's just, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like Tekken did that. You're always like, Oh, I want to see what the, the ending is going to be. Even if it was something so fucking stupid, but it was 
it was worth it. But yeah, I just don't know. No, they should do that. They should actually bring up something that's like, you know, make it worth playing because I don't <laughs> want to do the online rank up shit because as we found out with our friend Timmons, who made the pink Wang Ninja, um, <laughs> which is shout out. Yeah. So basically what, what this is, is that um, he made a uh, harangue, the character from Tekken. He had a, a bunny head on this kind of, you know, kind of pink gimp suit. Oh, he looks really like my- my pink yeah. uh, ninja or bunny man that I had in Uncharted. Yeah, it looked really <laughs> bad. And he, he he let the community make it and he let everyone t- decide. And this thing was embarrassing. And then he went online and started beating people up. And you know they were fucking raging. I bet everyone's mums got fucked over that microphone that <laughs> night. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's like, but I'm not into that. I'm not into the online playing and stuff. So I do need a storyline. Sorry, Erica. Real quick, <laughs> I want it. I want to add some fuel to the fire of your rage of like how they keep repeating the storyline. So there's this new tech and Netflix movie or show coming out next week. And guess what it's about? Oh, Hayashi and Kazuya. Kazuya and Jin and yeah. Uh, it's Kazuya and J- Hayashi. It's the same fucking story, but in the new yeah. animated, it looks sweet. Like the animation looks fantastic. I mean, how I many times can you fun. like throw your kid off of a, a volcano. I mean, <laughs> stop. I mean, he's a god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a devil god, right? So something. That's how you test if your kids are devils. You throw them off of a, you throw them off of a volcano, apparently. But yeah. Well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what kills me though is he keeps doing it. It's like you yeah. know it's not going to kill him, but yet he yeah. keeps throwing him off. They're like, and the thing is, they have this big, this big family. Feud, all right. We're actually going to get into the lore of Tekken here. <laughs> they have this big family feud, and they're like, Oh, World War Three. By the way, we need to put on a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's not really like World War Three. And it made me laugh. I was watching the trailer and stuff. Is that they actually, um, I'm going off way off thing here, but <laughs> we have time. <laughs> so they make this tournament. It's World War Three, and this is a fight for the end of the world. And he has flyers. That with like Tekken tag team tournament on it and stuff like that. I just part of my head was like, he had to go to a graphic designer and order these flyers. <laughs> How did you get them printed out? Chuckstock <laughs> Revolution. Yeah, he flyers. Had, he had to go go to the he had to go to the local CVS and get them printed. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm I'm Kazuya. Uh, can I get a hundred copies of these, please, for my Tekken tournament that's happening? <laughs> I'm sorry. So I, I thought of something, a way to close out the show on this uh, ridiculous tangent. Okay, for all of us here, if you're a fighter fighting game fan or not, I want each of us to try to think of what would be like our perfect dream fighting game. Perfect dream fighting game. Mm. Super like... Smash Bros. What, Erica? Super Smash Bros. Okay, look, give me a new game uh, like that doesn't exist uh... yet. I've never really Super Smash Ultimate is already the so. ultimate game. So it's, it's a bit true. of a cop out, but if you could combine all of the systems mascots somehow to make like an ultimate Smash type game, you I know? was thinking mm-hmm. about that, but like main characters from games, kind of like PlayStation All Stars sort of. Did. Yeah, no, but I mean, like you know, you you have PlayStation All Stars mixed with Super Smash Bros. with Microsoft yeah. Heroes. I don't know whatever mm-hmm. we're gonna call it. Um, you know, you, you got Master Chief fighting fighting Mario. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Um, Master Chief was in uh, Killer Instinct. Yes, he was. Oh, he's also in Fortnite. Good enough. He was in Dead Alive uh, Four too, I think. I mean, that's just—I don't know. Like, you're on to something. Done now. 
I think uh, something I would actually like is there was a game on the PlayStation 1 that was never released, and it was called Frill Kill. Oh, I know and this game. You do know this game. I do <laughs> yeah. know this game. It was, it was never released. I had a copy of it. And uh, I don't know how I got a copy of it, but I did. It was a horror game, and it was these hell kind of like you. It was set in an asylum, and it was very much like Hellraiser. And you would kill each other, fight, and it was really violent. But, I mean, back then it was PS1, so everyone was a polygon, so it wasn't that violent. <laughs> but <laughs> the imagery was there. Um, but, you you know, you would shoot, like, chains at people. And there was a guy, and he had, like, a, uh, a doctor, and he had like, a metal jaw and a scalpel, and he would get on you, and he'd go... And the music was like really like death metal y and stuff. And it was really just horrible and stuff. I feel like a game like that, or like might become a little bit of a, uh, might become a bit more like Mortal Kombat. But it was just original and it was something different. And that game was never released. It's very like- bondage heavy. It's very, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm seeing. It's a lot of, yeah, a lot of chains. What you was know, the name very again? much thrill kill. kill. Just type in Thrill Kill Game and go to Image Search. Right up Boy's Alley. And there was there was a lot of like people getting their necks broken with coochie holds. <laughs> Not their coochie holes. Not the coochie holes. Like what a, the heck like is this? Like a very this? short man <laughs> on like stabby stilts. Yes, oh, imp. This video. She's yeah. got that's freaking imp, like nip covers. Just trust me to bring it down. Yeah. So you want yeah. the Thrill Kill game, but like for real? I don't want this in my search history. <laughs> ah, too late. That's why I said or don't. I tried I just, to warn you. It was just something different, you know. Now for something completely it, different. It still sounds like it's up Louis Alley. Yeah, I'm not gonna do too much more of that. Yeah, I, I want a proper Dead or Alive game again. I just with physics. Fun. Are you playing uh, the trailer for it? I was. I stopped. <laughs> I was like, yeah, probably. You <laughs> <laughs> playing the trailer for it? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I brought that into people's lives. I'm I, sorry. It feels pretty on brand, though. I would love to see more, uh, like, uh, genre shifting style things where you take a, a series that's known for one genre and take the characters from that and put them in a fighting game. Kind of yeah. like, uh, like Louis shout out energy air guys, where it's like Final Fantasy characters fighting. Yeah. And then, like, I, like Smash Brothers did that. Like, Smash Brothers took the concept of these action platformer character mascots and put them in a fighting game. I want all the cars from Forza just smashing. Smash. Isn't that Destruction like Derby? Demolition Derby? Destruction <laughs> Derby. Demolition Derby, yeah. Yeah, but give them, like, special abilities and make them Transformers. Okay, we're going to get, I think, a bit. Do in the style of, like, a Rocket League kind of game, and I'd be there for it. Yeah, I forgot Rocket League existed. It's a good game. This is a bit Um, of a walk, but it's still like on the fighting games spectrum, if I may. Where, do you remember, now again, this is me, the sports fan, but there was a game called MLB Slugfest Mm. that was made by Midway, which made MLB, or the uh, NFL NFL Blitz. Yeah. You know? And so this was a game where you could just punch people. Like, you could just like straight up just like, like if you're running the bases, you can jump and like kick people so that they drop the ball. Or if like, um, you know, as a catch, like like there's just like over the top violence in a sport that has a very minimal amount of it. And I want that series to come back. Very I'm bad. all for violence. Just give me violence. <laughs> MLB yeah. Slugfest. Mm. Um, I I miss that. That's, that's what I need. 
I think I just miss uniqueness. That's the thing. I think there's so much of the same, you know, they all start blending into each other. And I think that's the problem with fighting games is they're all kind of, they all kind of copy each other. You know, it, like uh, you've got uh, really Tekken. Sickening. Yeah, it's like everyone, every character that has to be. I Caliber and Tekken in the same breath because they're the same fucking game. The main character always has to have the spiky black hair with the attitude and he's a little broody. And it's just like, okay, you're, you're the same character on every single plane. Um, but yeah. Johnson, no. Right? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, Pretty just give, give me something different. Just give me something different. <laughs> That's why we like indie games. Because they, I miss the old Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom was always good. And, and some of those, uh, like the Injustice games, where you had like Batman fighting, you know, the, the DC guys and that kind of stuff was kind of fun. Injustice, right? Yeah. yeah. I had downloaded yeah. that, but I still have yet to play it. <clears throat> yeah. That's again a good one with a story, too. Yeah. That's what that's what I was curious about. So I was like, if it's got a story, I'll play it. Because yeah. I like stories. And Soul Calibur, I did like Soul Calibur. The, the only reason I want to play Injustice is because they added the turtles to it. And then I couldn't uh-huh. play as the turtles unless you buy like the DLC or something. And I was like, man. Second eight. Is it? Come will on, it? Won't it? Will, will it, it exist? Won't it? No one gives will a fuck. Will they? Won't they? Yeah. Anyways, stay tuned and find out. We it, sometime if they ever sometime or not someday. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you all for hanging out with us tonight for this uh, conversation of uh, kind of newsy stuff. We did some newsy. Yeah, stuff. yeah. we went some, we some tangents. Tangents, but we kept it on point. <laughs> it was. I, yeah. I appreciate you guys carrying your topics. Good job, everyone. Good job. Everybody, good job. <laughs> and I made Erica laugh and I'm happy. Oh my gosh, like cry laugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, thank you again, everyone, for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Maria. And thank you, Patrick, for joining me. I've been here me. the whole time. Happy to be here. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for the Replayer podcast this week. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night and game over. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.